Hey, good morning, y'all. It's good to see you. Uh, man, I'm so glad you're here. That time of worship messed me up, that last song uh, in particular. Uh, just so glad to be here with y'all. Uh, I do have a complaint. Um, Andrew quoted an old Alive guy the other week, and he did again this morning, but he didn't call Jay an old Alive guy. Um, Anyways, uh, man, I'm so glad you're here. We're in week number five of this series that we're calling 10 Words to Live By. We're going off of this book of the same name uh, by Jen Wilkin. We do have a couple copies left if you're interested in grabbing one over at Next Steps afterwards. Uh, we are studying the Ten Commandments, also called the Decalogue or uh, the Ten Words. And so let me just do a quick review of the first three words that we've covered so far. Uh, we've talked about undivided allegiance. Uh, word number one, commandment number one was... You shall have no other, no other gods before me. Uh, and then week two, or the second week of uh, the second word is undiminished worship. Uh, undiminished worship. So that, that commandment was about having no carved or graven images. Uh, nothing that makes God lesser than who he is. And then this third word that we covered last week was untarnished name. Untarnished name, which is where uh, the Lord says, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. And so our goal in this whole series is uh, really for us to not just know the Ten Commandments, and not, it, not just for us to memorize them or to even obey them, but to delight in obeying them. Uh, and so I hope this series has been helpful for you. This morning we're in our fourth word, which is uh, unhindered rest. Unhindered rest. This fourth word deals with rest. And I thought it was kind of ironic this morning. It's kind of weird to preach on rest when you're really tired, <laughs> uh, which I am. Uh, but it's, it's also ironic that we're talking about rest on a holiday weekend, Labor Day weekend, right? Um, you know, when you think of Labor Day weekend, uh, to be honest, it's one of those holidays that for me, I'm, I, it, it confuses me. Like, what is, what is Labor Day about? We always get it mixed up with Memorial Day when it takes place. What is it about even? Uh, like, when I think of Labor Day, here's some, maybe some thoughts that you have about Labor Day. It's kind of the unofficial end to summer, unless you live in Kershaw County that ended like a month ago, unfortunately. Um, it's the unofficial start to fall or pumpkin spice everything season, right? Uh, it's the unofficial start of that. Uh, it's for many of you, you just, we think of a long weekend. I get an extra, you know, three-day weekend. Students get four days now. Um, you know, maybe you think of it as the, uh, the day when you can, st you stop wearing white. Is, is that a thing anymore, right? After Labor Day, you don't wear white. I don't know, whatever. Those are the things that we think of with, with Labor Day. Um, you know, so, you know, labor and and is, is work, which labor has a different meaning for mothers, right? It's a different, happy Labor Day. And moms are like, yes, I remember labor. It was wonderful. Um, labor is work. Um, labor and rest, so we're talking about rest today, seem to, to ha be opposing ideas. And yet in, in the Bible, biblically, labor and rest are very closely related uh, and so I think it's appropriate that we're talking about rest today on Labor Day weekend. Uh, just a little bit of a context for, for, this, uh, for this particular um, word before we read it. And if, if you've got a Bible or if you've got you know, a Bible app, we'll, why don't you start turning to Exodus 20. We'll be there in, in just a moment. We'll read that together. Uh, just a little context about this particular word. It's in ver Exodus 20, verses 8 through 11. 
It is the longest and the most detailed of the Ten Commandments or the Ten Words. Um, It is the one that is most often referred to uh, in the Old Testament. It is also the one commandment that is not repeated or commanded in the New Testament. All right, so this is an interesting uh, command or word that we're going to look at this morning. Here is, is what is clear, though, from from this particular word uh, about Sabbath, about Sabbath rest. Uh, What is clear is that from creation, God made us to live in in this rhythm of labor and rest. From creation, God made us to live in in a rhythm of labor and rest, labor and rest, labor and rest. And rest is uh, just so you don't misunderstand, we'll be talking about that, this through the morning. Rest is more than a day off. Rest is more than, uh, you know, relaxing and chilling. All right, rest is more than doing nothing. Rest is more than playing video games or watching sports or grilling out or just drinking a beer on your back porch, right? It's more than all of that. Rest is, is far more than that. Time off is good, and, and, and I encourage it. It's needed, but biblical rest is so much deeper than just physical rest. And so we're going to talk about this morning. So uh, I want to ask you to stand with me. If you've got your Bible, grab it right now. Either way, stand with me. We're going to read Exodus chapter 20. This is uh, God's word. It is truth. It is life. It is, it is our uh, way to understand who God is and what he's done. It's his revelation of himself to us. We're going to read all the way from verse 1 all the way through verse 11. Here's what it says. The word of the Lord says this, Exodus 20, starting in verse 1. And God spoke all these words saying, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and the fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Verse 8, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but on the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant or your livestock or the sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. This is God's word. And so Lord, this morning thank you for the truth of your word. Thank you that we can come and in reverence and in worship and all of who you are and all that you've done. God, thank you for the scriptures, for the word of God that reveals uh, who you are and all that you've done uh, for us. Thank you for revealing to us your great love for us. God, thank you for revealing to us our great need for you. God, that we need you. We need you every single hour, every moment of every day of our lives, we are in deep and desperate need of you. And so, God, I pray that even this morning, you would remind us of that. You would help us to come face to face with that truth. And God, in the midst of this, that you would speak to us and bring us to a point of need. But God, realizing that in your grace, you have provided 
for us to know you and have a relationship with you and to find our satisfaction and our joy in you. And so, God, I pray that you would do that this morning, even as we look into your word, even as we sing this morning, even as we listen, even as we do all the things that we do today. God, I pray that you would bring us to a place of rest in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, God, thank you for this morning. Thank you for these people. Thank you for your word. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't you all have a seat? Thank you for standing with me today. So, the fourth word is unhindered rest. In this fourth word, and here's kind of the, the big idea this morning, in the fourth word, God calls us to remember and rest. In the fourth word, God calls us to remember and rest. Now remember, the, the, the reason God gives us commands, the reason he tells us to do certain things is because our proclivity, our propensity is to do the opposite, right? So our propensity as humans is to forget and to not really get true biblical rest. And so God says, I'm calling you to remember and to rest. So let's kind of break those two things down. Remember is the first thing he calls us to. He calls us to remember. And when you look back at this scripture and it says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. And he talks about laboring for six days and resting on the seventh. And then he takes us back in this passage to him and his work in creation. What he says is, remember me as your creator. I am the one who created everything in six days, and then I rested. So I'm going to take you back to Genesis chapter 2. This is what he's referring back to. Genesis 1, if you're familiar with it, is God creates the heaven and the earth and everything that's, that's in it, all the creatures on the earth. And in chapter 2, verses 1 through 3, it says this, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. And so after God creates everything, in six days it says that he rested on the seventh. And I always find this just kind of humorous because like does anybody really believe that God needed to like take a break you know what I'm saying like you know when you get tired you've been working and you're like whoo I need a break I need to sit I need to chill for a while does anybody think that after six days of creation God was like man I am plum worn out I need to I need to have a lemonade all right I need to sit down sit on the porch swing and rest a while. Like this, isn't what, this was not what God was saying. God did this not because he needed to rest but because he was setting a pattern for us for us to follow, that we're to labor, 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 six days, and then we're to rest. We're to rest. We're to find rest in him ultimately. And so he says from the beginning, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. I set this day apart. I consecrated. It's a special day, a day of rest. Now you are my image bearers. I'm calling you to follow my lead. I'm calling you to do the same. I'm calling you to not just work and work and work and labor and labor, but I'm calling you to a place of, of rest. And so he says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Remember that, that you need rest. And so what God says from the beginning is, is that this, this command is grounded in creation. It's grounded in creation. So although it's not repeated or commanded to, to keep the, the Sabbath day in the New Testament, this was grounded not in the law, it's grounded in creation. And so even though God doesn't repeat this command in the New Testament, there's relevance, there's importance to it because he, he rooted and grounded this command in creation. 
He rooted this in creation. And so he says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. So remember is the very first thing he says. Remember, remember, remember. Remember that I'm the creator. Remember that I did this first. I set the pattern for you. So remember, and then the second thing, which is where we're going to spend most of our time, is rest. He says, remember and rest. This is what the fourth word calls us to. And so I want to give you at least three things that, that, that rest does for us. It does at least three things for us, this idea of rest. Here's the first thought on rest. Rest reorients our heart. Rest reorients our heart. So have you ever like been doing something? Maybe you're working on something or um, you know, you're reading, doing something, and then somebody interrupts you? And you kind of get sidetracked for a little bit. And then a couple minutes later, you come back and you're like, okay, uh, where, where was I? What was I doing? What was I reading? You have to kind of catch up or whatever you're doing, um, whatever interrupted you. Now you have to reorient yourself because you got kind of off the track, right? This is what we talk. This is what I mean when I talk about that rest reorients our heart because our heart in the course of life gets off track. It gets distracted. It gets interrupted. And so we need rest to reorient our heart to what is true and what is good and what is holy. Rest reorients our hearts. So this word that he says here, remember the Sabbath day. The Sabbath is, is again, it's the most repeated command in, in the Old Testament. Remember the Sabbath day, the seventh day. The word uh, Sabbath or Shabbat actually in Hebrew actually means cease. Cease. And so the idea is to go, 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 cease. All right. Have any of you ever been on a road trip and you, uh, you, you, need, to, you need to take a break? Maybe you need to, you know, hit the potty. Where do, you, where do you go? Either you go to a gas station, you pull off, or you find one of these things on the side of the road, which may be pleasant, it may be nasty, but it's a place to use the restroom. What's it called? A rest stop. A rest stop, right? It's rest stop. It's a place to, like, you're going, 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 going down the road. Okay, I need to stop. I need to stop. I need to take a break. I was on a, a, a drive this past week, a long drive, and I was like, boy, I cannot make it any further. I'm about to explode. I need to stop. I try to avoid rest stops for the most part, um, but I stopped. I was like, I've got to do it. I get, this is what it's made for, right? It's made for me to, to rest. It's, it's made for me to cease to take a break and to get reoriented. And so here, here's the idea with rest, is that when we cease from labor, when we cease from work, when we cease from striving, we find, here's one of the things that we find when we actually rest, when we stop and take a break, when we take a day, what we realize is that the world keeps spinning. Did you ever notice that? You, you stop working, you realize, okay, the world keeps spinning. Well, no matter what I'm, I'm doing, it keeps on going. Life keeps on moving. The world doesn't stop because I stop. No, it keeps going. And so what we realize when we rest is we realize that we are, are limited, that we are not God. Right? We are limited. We're not God. When we keep working, when we keep working at our vocation, when we keep working at whatever endeavor it is that we're trying to accomplish, when we keep working, we live as if we are God and everything is dependent on me. And if I don't stop, this doesn't get done. This doesn't happen. And when we rest, we stop and we recognize, listen, I'm not in control of everything. Even if I stop, even if I cease, the world keeps on spinning. I am not God. It doesn't all depend 
on me. Uh, the other week, two weeks ago, two Thursdays ago, we, we kicked off our men's Bible study, uh, which we do at the bright and early morning hour of 6 a.m. And so I remember, you know, I got up at, you know, f- usually around 5 or so, and um, I'm, I'm driving on the way to, uh, to the church, and um, it's very quiet, it's very dark, it's very peaceful at, you know, 5.45 a.m. And I just, I, had, I remember having this thought, I shared it with the guys that morning, was that like I was pulling out of my neighborhood and I'm just, there's, there, there's, there's nobody. You know, it's, it's empty, it's quiet. People are probably sleeping if they're sane um, or, you know, maybe they're waking up to come to church or go to work or whatever. Um, and I just, I had this overwhelming thought as I was driving to church. You know, while I'm sleeping, while I'm resting, God is not. He's awake. He's alive. He knows everything that's going on, even when, here's what sleep is. It's like our most vulnerable state, right? When we go to sleep, we're, we're, you've used the phrase, dead to the world. We don't know what's going on. There is, do you realize there is never a moment when God is dead to the world? There is never a moment when God is dead to what's going on in your life. He is always awake. He is always in control. And when we rest, we recognize, God, uh, I'm limited. I am not in control. I am not God. You are God. It reorients our heart. It puts us back in the rightful place in which we are to be. His creation, his image bearers. We are the creation, not the creator. So let me read you a couple of verses. Psalm 121, 1 through 4. The psalmist says, I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He's the creator. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you. This is so powerful if you will just hear this. He will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. God, you're never taking a break. You're never sleeping on me. You're never unaware of what's going on in my heart and my life. He, he, he will neither slumber nor sleep. Psalm 4. I love the confidence of the psalmist. He says, in peace, I will both lie down and sleep. Why? I can rest for you alone, O Lord. You make me dwell in safety. I can rest, I can relax, I can turn off my brain and all the world because I know that God is going to keep me safe. I am confident, and so I can sleep in peace. This is a picture of biblical rest. Here's a quote I heard probably a year or so ago. I love this quote by a guy named Victor Hugo. I don't even know if he's a Christian, but he's a French writer, a famous French writer. I love this. He says, have courage for the great sorrows of life. And patience for the small ones. And when you have laboriously accomplished your daily task, here's the words I want you to catch. Go to sleep in peace. God is awake. Go to sleep in peace. God is awake. There's never a moment where he sleeps or slumbers. And so we can rest. So God commands us to cease. He commands us to rest, to know that we're not in control. We can give up control, that we are not God, but he is. This is the beauty of that that psalm, Psalm 4610, which says, be still, know that I am God. Like rest, you, you can rest and trust in me. 
And this is the first thing that rest does. It reorients our hearts. It gets us back to the place that we ought to be. And so rest, number one, reorients our hearts. Here's the second thing that rest does. Rest restores our soul. So rest reorients our heart. Rest restores our soul. That word restore, it means to, you know, to, to replenish. It means renewal. You know, as those made in the image of God, we are made to, to be poured out for others. Our lives are made just like, as, as, again, image bearers of God. What God did for us is he poured out his life for us. We are made, we're created to pour out our lives into the lives of others. But an empty cup must be filled. You know that? Like your cup, my cup, we, man, we, we get worn out, we get empty, and it's hard to pour into somebody else when we are empty. An empty cup must be filled. And so this call to Sabbath, it, it's not just a call to cease working. It is a call to worship instead of working. Okay, hear, hear this. Make sure you don't miss this. This isn't just a call to cease working. It's a call to worship instead of working. It's a call to worship. So our time off, think about your last day off or think about your next day off. Our time off is typically time when we do what? We self-indulge, right? I'm guilty. I'm like, we're just like, man, this is, this is me time, Right? I'm going to just like veg and do nothing. I need to just go radio silent. I need to turn off my brain and the whole world. I'm going to self-indulge. And uh, not to burst your bubble or my bubble, but when we do that, what we're doing is we are, we are worshiping, but we're worshiping ourselves. The call to rest, the call to Sabbath rest is a call to worship, to remember our creator and to worship him. He calls us to remember him. Psalm 23. Most of you probably know the old psalm about the Lord being our shepherd. David says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. It's this peaceful like leadership and guidance in the Lord who is, is our leader, our shepherd. Verse 3. He, what? Restores my soul. That word restores in the Hebrew, it means to return or to turn back. So the Lord is my shepherd, man, he's the one who leads me. He is the one that turns my soul back towards him. Because if you've been alive for more than a minute, you know that our soul begins to turn every which way by every single whim of our flesh and of the world. And, and our, our shepherd, the Lord, restores our soul. He brings us back. He returns our soul. He draws us back to himself. And so rest restores our soul. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. Jesus speaking here. I mean, maybe the most powerful verses on, on rest in the entire canon of Scripture. Jesus says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you what? Rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Not just for your body, not just for your mind, but for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden 
is light. That word rest in the Greek mean, literally means intermission. Like there's a break, there's a timeout, right? There is this, this rest, this intermission, this break that we need for our souls that is only found in Christ. So rest restores our soul. So two years ago, like literally two years ago this fall, this time frame, we were going through a book um, as a church uh, that was called Gentle and Lily. How many of y'all were here for that, that whole study? A handful of you were? Uh, man, so many of you weren't even here for that. An incredible, incredible book that is all about the character. Excuse me. I'm so excited. I'm spitting into my microphone. The care. <laughs> I won't say character again. The, the nature. <laughs> Jay messed this all up on me, I guess. At least it's not dangling from last week. The, the nature of, of Jesus, that he was gentle and lowly, that we can find rest in him. Um, so we have uh, actually a few copies of this book left. If you're interested in diving deeper, maybe you, like, you need to re-understand who Jesus is, that he is not a, uh, a hard, harsh taskmaster, but he is gentle, he is lowly in heart. Uh, we have copies of that book. I would love to grab, give you a copy at Next Steps. Um, but he invites us to come to him and find rest in, in him. I won't, I won't ask you for, a, rate, for a, a show of hands, but y'all know what sleep apnea is? Some of you may have it. You may have your, you know, what are those machines called again? The what? CPAP. That's right. That's right. Um, so you know the whole thing behind sleep apnea. It's like you're sleeping, but you're not really like getting rest, right? You're waking up multiple times throughout the evening. And so even while you're sleeping, you, you wake up not 100% rested. I think that's a, a pretty incredible picture of like our lives, that we can take time off, we can take days off, we can even take vacations, and yet not find rest for our souls, and so we're functioning, we're living, we're breathing, we're working, we're doing all the stuff, but we've never, we're, we're not 100% rested because we haven't found rest in Jesus. And, and no amount of, of physical rest can bring us rest in Christ. And so if, if, if all you do is, is cease from working, your body may be rested, maybe even your mind will be rested, but not your soul. You won't find rest for your soul without worship. You won't find rest for your soul without worship. Days off won't do it. Vacation won't do it. A year off, take a silent retreat or whatever you want to do for a year, it won't do it. Only Christ can provide soul rest. Tim Keller, the late pastor that I love, Tim Keller said this, there is a deep need for deep soul rest without which physical rest is not going to help you. There's a deep need for deep soul rest without which physical rest is not going to help you. Only worship of Jesus is, is going to do that. And so rest, it reorients our heart. Rest restores our soul. And here's, here's the third thing that rest does for us. At least it does at least these three things. Rest reflects the gospel. Rest reflects the gospel. So we, we've already seen from the very beginning from creation, there's this pattern of, 
of work or labor and then rest. Labor, rest, labor, rest. God commands in this fourth word to remember the Sabbath day, to keep it holy, to, to rest from our work, to cease from our work. I want you to see back in Deuteronomy chapter 5, this is, uh, if you remember, there's two places where the law is, is given. This is the second giving of the law. That's what Deuteronomy means. It's the second giving of the law. It's a restatement um, of it to the next generation of, of uh, God's people, Israel, as they're getting ready to go into the promised land. So God gives it to this one generation in Exodus 20. Man, they, they kind of labor and labor and labor in the wilderness. They get to the promised land. But as the, the next generation goes in, Moses reminds them a second time, this new generation of the law. So this is a restatement of, of the fourth word in Deuteronomy chapter 5. I want you to see what, what Moses says here. He says, you shall remember... Remember, so remember, remember that God said, remember the Sabbath day in Exodus 20. Here he says, remember something different. He says, you shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt. And the Lord your God brought you out from there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. So the reason is, is different here. He says, therefore, the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. So there's a different emphasis. It's not God in creation, like he mentioned in Exodus 20. Now he's saying, hey, remember when I delivered you out of Egypt. Remember when I delivered you out of slavery. And because of what I did there, you are to keep the Sabbath day. So this reasoning is, is totally different. Here is, here's what God is saying to Israel in, in this moment. God says, I did all the work to deliver you. I am the one who brought you out of Egypt. You, you did nothing. You, all you did was you obeyed and you received it, right? You did none of the work. I work, you go free. I work, now you, you rest. I provided the way out for you. You didn't provide this for yourself. This is what God says to Israel. Here is what God says to us with this idea of rest. God says, I did all the work to set you free. I did all the work. You and I did nothing except obey and receive. God says, I work, I did the work. Now you rest in me. You don't have to do any work to find, uh, to get approval from me. You don't have to do any work to, to cleanse away your sin. No, no. You rest in who I am and what I have done for you. Rest in the work of Christ. We rest in his works, not our own. Because you see, just in case you're not familiar with the story of the gospel, is that we are sinners there's nothing we could do to work off our sin. There's nothing that we could do to cleanse ourselves or to earn forgiveness or deserve forgiveness. No, no, no. It had to be provided for us. And it was provided for us by the Lord Jesus Christ who lived, who came and lived God in the flesh, lived a perfectly sinless life, the life that we were called to live but couldn't. He died the death that we deserved. He took our punishment upon himself in our place and yet he rose from the grave in victory over it all he did the work he is the one that delivered us out of our slavery and out of our sin delivered us from death we don't earn it we don't deserve it we don't work for it 
God says, I did all the work. Now you rest in me and my work for you. This is a picture of the gospel. When we rest, it's not about what we do, but about what he has done. Let me quote Jonathan Edwards, who said this, you contribute nothing to your salvation but the sin that made it necessary. You contribute nothing to your salvation but the sin that made it necessary. He did the work for our salvation, and so we can rest in Christ. We can rest on his works, not our own. And so rest is a, is a picture of the gospel. Rest is also a picture of the gospel, and, and we won't go there, but Hebrews chapter 4. If you want to read it, read it later. It's an incredible chapter. Hebrews 4 points us to this, this full, final, ultimate rest that we all, those of us who are in Christ, we have. That one day we will enter, the people of God will enter into rest. We will cease from all of our striving. We will cease from all of our work. We will enter into the presence of God. And, and what God calls us to is to work and work and work until that day comes when we have full and final rest. And so rest is a picture of the gospel. It reflects the Gospel. So let me, let me kind of wrap this up this morning by giving us just a few like practical implications. How do we live in light of, of this command to remember the Sabbath day? Let me give you just a few things. Here's, here's the first one. Practically, like have a regular rhythm of rest. Have a regular rhythm of rest. So I would say minimum um, every week having at least a day of, uh, uh, where you you were off, you're not working, you're resting. Um, I don't know what your rhythm is for you. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a, a vacation every year. Uh, maybe you do something quarterly where you're, you're doing something to find rest and worship in the Lord. Um, so this is ironic too because tomorrow uh, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving town. I do the, I've done this every year for the last couple years. This will be the third year I've done this uh, where I, I take a little personal uh, retreat. It's kind of a sermon planning and it, like so I will everything we're doing today and through this year I planned a year ago. This time I take a week off. It's kind of solitude for me. Uh, I go to Oak Island, uh, North Carolina. Um, it's a place of rest for me. Uh, I drag my little um, camper up there. I've got a church who graciously lets me just park in their parking lot, uh, and I chill for a week, and I work on, uh, I'll work on 2024, uh, and I will plan all of that out. Um, so I've got the beach hair don't care cut this, you know, I'm like, I'm just taking off tomorrow. I'll be gone until Thursday, uh, and I love it. I love to get away. It's restful for me. I need some silence and solitude. Uh, and so for me, that's a yearly thing that I do. Uh, I don't know what's, what the rhythm looks like for you, but I just know, man, I need, I need, need, need to step back and reset. And I need time to worship the Lord and to, and to stop working, even though I'm working this week. It's not, it's, for me, it's a joy. It's not work, work. So practically, I would encourage you in that. Um, here's another interesting thing for me uh, is that next year I'm taking what's called a sabbatical. It's my five years that I, since I've been, it'll be five years since I've been here. And so planned into my rhythm is every, every few years to have a sabbatical. So I will have, I don't know how I'm going to do this, uh, a month where uh, I am just um, not working. It's a, it's a Sabbath, um, and I'm excited for that. Already part of this week is planning 
this time next year. Uh, so a Sabbath. So practically have a regular rhythm of rest, whatever that looks like for you. But, but in doing that, in planning that, realize this, that God can do more with our six days than we can do with all seven. You know that? God can do more with our six days that we give to him than we can do with all seven. Here's proof. Look at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I love that they have Sundays off. I also hate it that they have Sundays off because I want some chicken. Um, God can do more with six days, and Chick-fil-A makes more in six days than most businesses make in, you know, 21 so practically, have a regular rhythm of rest. Here's a second thing. Practically, spiritually, spiritually, I would say this. Make sure you worship when you rest. Don't just take time off. Have time with the Lord. Have time with the Lord. Have extended time with the Lord if you're able to. Get out in creation. This is why I love this week for me because, man, I just, the, the ocean, the Lord, um, brings peace to my soul when I'm at the ocean, when I get to see and experience his creation. And so spiritually, when you rest, when you take time off, make sure you worship when you rest. Otherwise, it's not really rest. So practically have a regular rhythm of rest. Spiritually, make sure you worship when you rest. Uh, here's, here's another thing. Regularly, rest in peace. And that doesn't mean go die somewhere, all right? Rest in peace. I'm so intrigued by, like Jen Wilkin in her book talked about that, R.I.P., rest in peace. And I just think those words are actually pretty powerful. Um, and I think they're, we are to rest in peace while we're still living, that we don't have to wait until, listen now, we don't have to wait till a day off. We don't have to wait till that vacation that's coming. We don't have to wait till the day we die to rest in peace. Literally, at any moment of any day, we, we can and we need to rest in the peace of who Christ is and what he's done for us. And so in the middle of your day, listen, if you're waiting to rest for like once a week or once a year, you're probably not doing so well. And so we need to find a way to regularly rest in peace. And I don't mean like, okay, I have to have a, I, I need, you know, I need a siesta. I would, I would love to have a siesta every single day. We should incorporate that into the American culture. Nap time every day where we can rest. But listen, a time where mentally every day we say, Lord, I need you. Every hour I need you. We can find rest in who he is and what he has done. In the middle of our day, every single day, we can rest in him. In our time with the Lord, hopefully that is a time when we can find peace and rest in him. We preach the gospel to ourselves. Remember who he is and what he's done for us. So those are just a few practical suggestions. Uh, I want to give you, um, these aren't going to be on the screen. Uh, they're in the digital bulletin and sermon notes. Uh, I've got a link to a couple other resources. If you want to dive deeper, I would encourage a few things. One is to read chapter four of the book, 10 Words to Live By. If you don't have a copy, again, we have them at Next Steps. Um, two other resources. Uh, there is a link in the, the sermon notes to a Bible project video. You know, the, the animated videos that we 
show from time to time. It's a five-minute video uh, on Sabbath. Uh, it's a pretty incredible little uh, summation of what Sabbath is in the Scripture and in our lives. Uh, and then there's a sermon, in case you want to hear another sermon, in case mine fell woefully short of hitting the mark. Uh, there's a sermon by Tim Keller. That quote that I mentioned earlier came from this sermon uh, from years ago from Tim Keller. It's called Work and Rest. Uh, it's about a 40-minute uh, 40-minute uh, sermon that I would encourage you to maybe check out if you, you want more on this. So I'm going to end it here. This fourth word calls us to remember and rest. So, you know, I don't know what your week looks like. Um, you're probably not, it doesn't look like mine, uh, but maybe you have a day off tomorrow or this week. Uh, I want to encourage you in this, this whole um, walk that you have with the Lord is remember and rest. This is what this word calls us to. Remember that he is the creator. He is the sovereign Lord who is in control, not you. And in that truth, we can rest. Amen? And so, Lord, thank you so much for this time when we can dig into um, the truth of your word. God, thank, thank you for who you are, that we can, we can find rest in you, that our days off and our vacations and all the things that we do to, 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 find a, to get a break, to cease from working. God, it's, it means nothing and it does nothing if we don't find our rest in you. And so, Lord, I pray for every single one of us that you would help us as your people to, uh, to rest in you, to abide in you, to find you as our source of, of pleasure and satisfaction and joy. God, that you have done all the work to free us and to forgive us and to give us joy and hope and a future. Lord, help us even today and even this week to find our rest in you, our creator. Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name we pray.